0: What's up, everybody? This is Talking With... And yeah, I got the homie Roy Nemer in here. So how you doing, Roy? Hey, Daniel. I'm doing good,
1: man. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. That's what's up.
0: That's what's up. So we start these the same way. What club do you support? Football Club Barcelona. And what country do you support?
1: Argentina national team. (laughs)
0: All right. So we've had Roy on the pod, not exclusively, but like within the context of Argentina when we've done our, our last two World Cup projects. So... Like the 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 conversations that you don't that that you guys don't get to hear off mic, I figure we should bring some of that to the actual microphone and and have it be recorded for posterity in that way. So let's let's start here. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Canada,
1: believe it or not. Uh, Where in, in Canada?
0: Because I am also Canadian. So how how yeah. how close are
1: we? Uh, we're not that far away, I mean, although Canada is the second largest country in the world. Uh, I grew up in the, the nation's capital in Ottawa.
0: Ottawa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I was born in Halifax. Yeah, not, not too far away. I mean, that's pretty far. <laughs>
1: uh, we're not, well, yeah, we're not about to like get two hour flight or so. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, where do you live now? Do you still live in Ottawa? No, or?
1: I live in Montreal. Uh, cool. But yeah, I... Because of work and because of other commitments as well, I get to travel a lot, which is always, always fun. Uh, So Canada, United States, uh, towards the Gulf as well, um, and the Middle East. So uh, a little bit all over the place, but based in Montreal, put it that way.
0: And this is a question I've learned to ask people just as foundational questions. What was the extent to your playing career if you had one? Was it like just school? Did you play? Like, what, what was it?
1: Uh, always pick up games always always pick up games i um in school i used to always play as a goalkeeper because i used to always like being a goalkeeper and as luck would have it i'm actually a pretty tall guy as well how tall um, how how tall like six five and five and Oh wow so like in shoes like a, a legit uh, six 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 seven i guess so yeah. yeah yeah i guess so when in shoes yeah easily with cleats for
0: sure Sure. Okay, see, now now this is where we go off, off the rails. We aren't governed at this point. Like,
1: have you always been the tallest person? <laughs> I was always the tallest or one of the tallest in my class growing up, like as a kid, elementary, junior high, high school. Uh, I guess it wasn't until high school, you know, get to like 12, 13, 14. And I'm like, oh, I'm taller than a lot of the people here. But it wasn't something I really thought about until around 17, 18, that's what you know, like when you really start going out and and you have fun and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, this hype thing is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> so that that helped a lot. That certainly you helped see, a lot. You but,
0: see, I ask because was basketball ever in your mind before football?
1: Uh Never, never,
0: N- never in my
1: life. No, and you're like the thousandth person. That, of course, that I, it must as, I, I,
0: it must be. But
1: yeah, no, never. I, I was never look. I'm a casual NBA viewer. I like I know what's going on in the league, I have an idea, I watch the highlights. I I keep up, like I'm not that bad. But it was never like, oh my god, I have to play basketball. Never in my life. Basketball is basketball along with American football are the last two sports I would have ever played. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> no, football, see, I'm just kidding for football anyways. I see American
0: I was never Tempted to play it, maybe like in video games, like on Madden. Like all of yeah. my friends around here. So when so we moved from Halifax to Virginia, and then Virginia to North Carolina when I was like six, so playing Madden was a thing. But I was never, ever, ever, ever tempted to like put on a helmet and pads no. and just go out there and you know get CTE. Um, but basketball, basketball is my first sport. Like when yeah. when I was a kid in in Halifax, there was there was a guy. His name was. Uh, their their family name was Bullhouse. Put it that way. They were like a Dutch okay. family. Like he hooked me on Michael Jordan. Like he would record Chicago Bulls games from the '90s. So I, w- I was I was born in 1990. So like, but by the time I was five six, this is like peak Jordan Bulls when he comes back. Wait, Wait. Wait. What? What month in '90? August 31st. Oh, I just beat you. I'm June. June oh wow okay all right so oh this is this is this see see, this is this is perfect um but bro recorded Chicago Bulls games and we would go to their house which to me seemed like a mansion because we were I don't know if Halifax has hoods but like no there's no hoods in Halifax I I know I know but like the 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 lower income region of like you know my parents were college students, so it, it is what it is. But yeah, so we would go to this place, and like they had like they had a football field, they had like a basketball court, everything that a little kid would want to do, and he would play Michael Jordan. And I'd be like, where did Michael Jordan play? Who was Michael Jordan? This this is And th- and that was my first love or my first inclination was basketball. So when I came here to the states, it was just like I want to play basketball. Um, football was like. Of actual football not American football was like this side thing that I was always into but like the culture wasn't really right for it here as someone who grows up in Canada and maybe as someone who stayed in Canada maybe you have a different experience how were you able to watch football before
1: streaming before any of that was it available to you no it wasn't so for us what was mostly available was the Premier League Mm -hmm. that was the main thing obviously which no no real surprise right it was the premier league other than that um it wasn't until like mid to late 90s we had um a satellite dish and let's just say it wasn't always i'm gonna try watch my words here it it i think everyone knows what kind of satellite dish we had anyway so we used to get like <laughs> broadcasting channels from from all around the world and that's when we got you know la liga and stuff like that from spain wow Okay. Yeah, so that's how I really got into club football. Um, so a lot of it was was South American stuff because of the national team. I used to try and just get as much information as I could in that sense. Mm-hmm. And then mid to late 90s was more exposure to La Liga, more exposure to, to European football on the satellite end. But the cable end, the, the actual <laughs> stuff I could talk about, was Premier League. It wasn't <laughs> until... Mid two thousands, let's say that you know internet comes around and
0: exactly everything. because we're the same age, you can kind of pinpoint this. Maybe two thousand five, six, seven. In that in that area, you, we were able to stream games. Before that, you had to go to the homie's house that had the satellite. So yeah. here it was. It was a guy named Sven Kulovic who lived up the street. He played professionally in Sweden for a time. His family was from Serbia, I think. Okay. and they had the satellite package so whenever we would go to their house they would always have football on and this is like 2004 times but before that my parents weren't paying extra for here it was satanta sport and satanta, Fox soccer yeah. channel like yeah. that happened once and i think they just decided it's too much money for daniel to watch it once or twice a weekend or something like that yeah. and i was doing chores i was doing all sorts of stuff to try to get football but it just wasn't there you being a barca fan how did you get hooked on um, Barca, then it was it was those La Liga satellite it, images. So it
1: wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. I my first football love was Gabriel Batistuta.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: like unconditional love, that got to death. <laughs> second second one was actually Riquelme from Boca. Makes sense. And, you know, I used to catch these highlights uh, like on on the internet way before YouTube. Like, I'm talking when we used to use like Netscape Navigator and, and like yeah, we're going way back now. Um, and <laughs> like Internet Explorer, I forget the websites honestly. I can't remember the websites. Maybe it was like Soccer.com or something. But I used to catch like some of the highlights, and uh, every now and then we get like these random like I guess it was uh, the World Cup qualifiers and stuff like that. On the satellite, I are not watching, him. Like, wow, I love this Riquelme guy. And then the World Cup in 2002 came around, and I'm, I'm hyped. You know? I'm hyped. I'm like, this is cool. I get to watch the World Cup because I wasn't in Canada for this. I was overseas. And I'm like, nice, I get to watch it. And then the group comes out. There's the, the group's name. sorry, and there's no Riquelme. I'm like, oh, it's not good. But at that point, Riquelme joins Barcelona, right? And I had already been watching Barcelona in the late 90s. So I didn't necessarily have a team when I was watching La Liga in the late nineties or mid to mm. late nineties, let's say I didn't I was just a fan, just watching football for whatever, you know, as a kid, just just watching it. And then when Ricalmi joined Barcelona, I'm like, okay, that's it. Like this is it. This is my team. He didn't last very long there, but I stayed. I, I stayed committed. I stayed, I you know, we mentioned off I stayed committed to the homie, you know what I mean? So yeah, uh, to the club, that is, yeah.
0: Man, when you said the 2002 World Cup, I I always feel sad because in our timeline, I would say our first World Cup is the 98 World Cup. 94 were there, but we're not there mentally. 98, I remember. '02 because it happened in Korea Mm -hmm. and we were living or I was living East Coast time. The times of the games must have been midnight or like just at a time where an 11 year old kid would not be allowed to stay up and watch the games. So whenever I hear people talk about the O2 World Cup and, like, whenever my homie's in, in England, oh, yeah, man, we got to watch the games in school and this and that. I'm like, I have some low-key just, like, hate in my heart for that one. Oh, for but sure. um, Argentina, in your kind of picture, yeah. are, are you Argentinian? Are you Argentine? Like, is, is no. like, your grandfather, father? or like, No. So how, so how did you get
1: no. it? Was, was it purely Batistuta? No, it was, it was a mixture of a lot of things. It was really a mixture of a lot of things. So... My dad loved Pele. My dad's a Brazil fan, right? Mm. My dad grew up watching Pele. He's from that era. So for him, you know, it's Pele and it makes sense. I have an older brother and my older brother grew up watching Maradona. So in 94, the first, because like you just mentioned it a couple of minutes ago, 94 at four years old, you don't understand fully what's going on. Like you get a glimpse, you have an idea, but it was really 98 that got it for me. So in 94, Mm -hmm. my first, I guess, actual memory that... The earliest I can recall was Batistuta getting a hat-trick. And then later on, I remembered and I found out, oh, it was the hat-trick against Greece. And so I was like four years old at the time and it was like Argentina for my brother, Brazil for my dad. At one point, I knew I would have to make a decision. and I just naturally gravitated towards Argentina. Mm-hmm. So Batisuta was my first love. And I guess that was the reason as well. Like one of the reasons was Gabriel Batistuta And then, you know, I don't know if you have any older siblings, but or or if if you have any younger ones, I don't know, but sometimes you tend to gravitate towards them. You just want to emulate them. So I ended up going with Argentina. And since that 94 world cup, it's just been Argentina, like 98, it was no Brazil. It wasn't like, Oh, well, Argentina's out. I'm going to go for Brazil. No, it was like, Argentina's out. This sucks. I got to wait another four years for this. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was just, uh, it was like that, I guess it was Betty and, and the video games as well helped. Like,
0: Bro, playing I, the old
1: video games.
0: People who know my story because I've said it enough know that I my my team I I hate saying it but Chelsea Chelsea came <laughs> from FIFA 2002. My dad bought FIFA. It was called FIFA Soccer here. Yeah. FIFA Soccer 2002 it had Thierry Henry on the cover, but not in the Arsenal kit in the France kit. And he yeah. bought he bought that PC version. I, I have a thing that I can't support teams that wear red. So United. Liverpool, Arsenal were never an option. The only exception, obviously, is the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. But right. that's 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 the exception. Maybe that proves the rule. So the best team in England that wore blue were Chelsea, and that was the team with Desai, uh, ah, you know, um, Baba Yaro, Hasselbank, uh, way back now. Gallus. You know, those guys, those, those are my foundational pieces. But it's it's FIFA that really, like, sparked the Chelseaism in me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. Man, video games
1: shape... I know a lot of people maybe, or at least used to kind of turn a blind, blind eye to, to video games, say, oh, it's a waste of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But video games get us into a lot of stuff right like for you it was Chelsea no no i'm serious like for you it was chelsea right yeah. and and for me it was i still remember like the 98 world cup game i i think okay. we had it on well we had it on computer and then we got it on ps1 and I was just playing like, Argentina. I'm like, nice, Batisuta, oh, Verón, oh, Simeone, oh, Ortega, oh, Crespo. So when the World Cup came around, I was, like, bawling. You had a frame of reference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I know this guy. He scored with him yesterday. So <laughs> uh, it was a bit like that, right? Like tongue-in-cheek. I, yeah, I knew who they were, but the video games give you a better idea. So for you, it was Chelsea. Look, I don't want to say nothing wrong with that, but let's, let's go with nothing <laughs> wrong. You know, nothing wrong with that. That's okay. We all make mistakes. They're, they're like, Chelsea? Like
0: how would how did you support Chelsea because Chelsea uh, for for guys in London is like you know like they're racist right I'm like just, they didn't put the racism thing in the video game I, it's like I, I didn't know
1: I didn't know you were 12 at the time you didn't know it's <laughs> it's funny because I I went to one Chelsea game in my entire life this was mm-hmm. right before covid 2019 I went to Stamford Bridge I watched oh, Chelsea wow. Liverpool so I ended up buying a Chelsea kit okay and so I went I went to the official store and I'm like, okay, I want Chelsea kit, and I already knew who I wanted because I'm not the biggest Veron fan. I love Crespo, absolutely love the guy. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get the Crespo shirt. So I get the the, the shirt, and I tell the guy, I'm like, oh, I want the name Crespo on it, and he's like, uh, okay, could you spell that for me?
0: Oh, oh wow.
1: My, oh my wow, make C R E S P O. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just looking at him. I'm like, look, I get it, like. Honest days living, you know, he's it's a kid, right? And not nothing wrong against that. But I'm like, shit, like, damn, it's we're talking about Crespo here. We're not talking about like someone that no one, you know, has heard of. But, but yeah. So look, we all make mistakes. I don't know. I don't want to say that my mistake is having a a, a Chelsea shirt, but let's just say it's not too far off the top.
0: He was good, but yeah. it was one of those regrettable things where he was good because <laughs> because, he, because he went to. He went to I'm both not. Milan's, didn't he? He went yeah, to AC Milan yeah. on loan and Inter on loan. Yeah. And then he came back to Chelsea. I think he won the league. And then he uh, went I like, I, I feel like I've always read that he said yeah. one of his biggest regrets was he didn't stay at Chelsea longer. But,
1: but that, was, that was, I think, more the club itself. I, I, don't, I don't even think that was a Mourinho thing. Uh, I just think they were more invested probably in Drogba at the time. Yeah than than
0: The the amount of strikers that were signed to try to get rid of DJ Droppa. Oh god. Yeah anelka Torres, Torres. Anelka Storage Lukaku even. Yeah, there's, just, yeah. there's, just, there's 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 so many but Dropa, he would beat them every time. So it's,
1: look a lot of them you guys got Shevchenko a little bit well when did you guys get you guys got him two thousand six I mean, or seven? Yeah like past yeah dude. Right, yeah, right, just past due, like yeah. just past due, where you could tell he was starting to decline. He was still good, but yeah. And then Torres, you guys got the same thing, the worst same thing. version of Torres, it's the worst <laughs> version of Torres possible. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but all right, what did you study in school,
1: in university? All right, so I always wanted to be an English teacher. Believe it or not, shot no, to no, no, the world. No, no, no. Yeah, I always wanted to be an English. I love literature. I love reading. I love writing. But this is this is where things just kind of fell off the rails. So when I moved from Ottawa to Montreal, it's a whole different educational system. French, yeah. Well, I'm French educated, even in Ottawa. Oh, okay. Like elementary, Ooh. like everything. Yeah, yeah, elementary, high school, all that stuff. I spoke French, or I speak French. But when I moved from Ottawa to Montreal, like, oh, it's a different educational system. I'm like, okay, meaning? Well, they're like, well, you kind of have to redo a couple of courses. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, like, What are we talking about? Because I was in 11th, I was halfway through the 11th grade in Ottawa. And over there it goes up to 12 and then you graduate. Mm -hmm. When I moved here, they're like, oh, well, you got to redo math class. I'm like, but math is math. They're like, well, it's different here. I'm like, all right. They're like, well, you got to redo history class. I'm like, you're shitting me. Because I took Canadian history, I took American history, and I took world history. Like, Mm -hmm. I could teach you guys history. and And they're like, no, 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 no. Here, it's the history of Quebec, Quebec being the province. I'm like, oh, my God, this is how it's going. So I ended up graduating high school. Instead of graduating like a normal, let's say, kid at 17 or whatever it was, 16, 17, I ended up graduating. I was like 19 and a half, close to 20. Because wow. I, had to, yeah, I had to retake essentially like two years of high school.
0: It was like moving to a different country almost. Completely.
1: Mm. And it wasn't like I was a bad kid student like my grades were decent i was getting a's in english and history like my worst subject was math which is fine i could deal with that but everything else i was decent to actually very good in so by the time i actually got to to college university i was like 20 already i'm like i just did like eight years of high school (laughs) and here you have to do it's two years of college and then plus a minimum a minimum of four years of university if i wanted to become a teacher Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm I'm not going through six years of, of university <laughs> at this point. so I, I ended up studying what I actually knew, um, which was web development and web design, uh, which is like coding coding websites and coding uh, like I guess databases, stuff like that, scripts. Mm-hmm. So I ended up studying that.
0: That makes a lot of like I was uh, I was laying the foundation for how did you get to mundo' I'll be Celeste. But once you say I, I wanted to do English, yeah, you love Argentina and you're a web designer. You put all those things together and what comes out
1: is a website about Argentina, no? <laughs> uh, in a way, yeah. Uh, kind of, kind of. It was honestly, it was too when I moved in late two thousand six, let's say two thousand seven, two thousand eight, that was when I moved. I didn't know anybody. So I was kind of I wouldn't say a loner, but you know, I was adapting. Moving at that age, it's not always the easiest. Did you move by yourself or with your family? No, with my family.
0: Damn, Um, that that, that slightly makes it worse in a way, because it's it's like, I didn't do this to myself.
1: No, it was forced upon me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it was forced upon me. So during those two years, I just I needed something to do. And I wasn't just going to play video games all day. So I, I learned code by myself. So by the time I actually got like by the time I was done high school and I knew what I wanted to do, I'm like, oh, well, I already know the base of this, which is the coding part. Uh, let's see what I can do with it. And then um, with time, uh, yeah, with time, ended up getting Mundo Albi Celeste. And that's a whole a whole other, uh, let's say, podcast or episode altogether.
0: If, if you give me the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. To keep, to, uh, to,
1: to, cli- to, to keep with the English theme. Um, <laughs> the Cliff Notes. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> um, so Mundo Albi Celeste technically was not started by me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was started by a good friend of mine called Sebastian Garcia. And he lives in Argentina, still in Argentina, and we're still very much in touch. We talk practically every day. So he started that uh, just, kind of, just kind of like a blog because he used to work for ESPN at the time. Mm. So he started just as a blog. And then within like six months, I found that blog. And I was that annoying kid that commented on every single post that was on that blog. <laughs> I was that like just like go away kind of person. And there was the Under-20 World Cup here in 2007. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, so I ended up going to an Argentina match, and I, I spoke to Sebastian Tesebo. I told him, hey, I'm going to the match. Would you guys want some pictures, some videos, something, report? He's like, sure, that'd be great. So I ended up writing a report, a little post, pictures, videos, sent it to him, and then he said, hey, do you want to join? Like, do you want to join the group? I said, sure. It was him and uh, some guy called uh, John as well. John uh, from Malaysia. They're older than me. They're older than I am. So by two thousand nine, let's say two thousand ten, by the two thousand ten World Cup, uh, Sebastian, you know, was married, had kids. John had, you know, a life essentially, a girlfriend, work, all that stuff. And I was this twenty year old. I was like, hey, pfft, I, I'll do this.
0: I'll take it. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, and there was uh, another guy as well um, who joined us called we we call him Ziggy. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> we call him Ziggy. So he helped a little bit, uh, the initial part where we went from a blog, like Blogspot, to a website. So he helped the foundation in terms of it becoming a website. And then I just completely kind of took over from there. So since about 2010, 2011, I just took it and I'm like, you know what, let's see what we can do with this.
0: So how much of your educational formation is is used on a daily basis?
1: What I studied? No, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I work in communications now. I have hmm. for the last several years. So that part, yes, I use every day. Uh, communication in terms of having to deal with people on Twitter. Uh, I say that tongue in cheek, <laughs> but having, you know, just Twitter. And if I ever, you know, setting up videos, uh, make sure I have my content stuff ready, uh, do a proper introduction, get it set up, what, you know, what's coming up in the video, what we're going to talk about. Uh, so that part, no, I, I use pretty, pretty often, uh, but the coding aspect, honestly, very little, very mm.
0: little. Is that your main job, the, the the website, or is that kind of like still a side hustle kind of vibe?
1: A bit of a, we'll go with side hustle. Uh, it's a side hustle uh, just because if, if I want to make it like a full, full-time job, like, Hey, that's my thing. Mm. Um it, it requires a lot of manpower to be very honest. Like to use that term, are we still allowed to use that term, manpower, or are you, or, or am I getting you? People
0: Do it. Your... Should we use people power? Is that how people. we?
1: Is I don't know. we're getting? At? Okay, anyway, so person people power. power? I, don't, I don't
0: know. Something
1: I don't know. power, someone power. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to get you canceled, you know? You get like an angry mob against you. We good? Yeah. We're good?
0: I think we're good. I think we're good. Like, this is the thing with that. I think once you acknowledge the words that you're thinking or saying, and once it becomes a question, I feel like that's half the battle. That you would even think, is manpower still proper? Probably shows that's that's a good sign.
1: Yeah, I just don't want to get canceled, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave it there. Um, yeah, um, so, but no. So it does require a lot of a lot of effort from from more than one person. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Let's read. There's that English freaking literature. There stuff. you go. I, there I you read, go. read words. I read words good. Um, so <laughs> it, it does require a lot of effort. Right now, uh, with everything going on in my life, not that necessarily it would just be a big gamble because it would, absolutely would be a massive gamble to do it. I'm not sure if I have enough time. Right now in my life to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna devote twelve hours to this thing, oh every twelve single a day. day. yeah, wow. I, I don't like right now, I devote a couple of hours a day for sure, but to make it to turn it from a side hustle to a like main a main job, a main job, it, it requires a lot of work yeah.
0: interesting. so are are you at the age now where your your guys were to start, or are you older than they were? Like when they were kind of like you, you take it because I, 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 I think about this with with our podcast just to just to yeah lay lay the question like when we started this I was twenty five, okay and I had my writing thing I used to I wrote for Bleacher Report and all that stuff okay and and Half Hope was doing his thing and Carl was doing his thing but the, I think like the older we get like none of us have kids yet. So what happens if I just mess around and have a, have a child? Like, will I still be able to do this stuff? I don't know.
1: Uh, it's, I don't know, man. It changes your life, obviously. Okay. I, I don't have kids just yet. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to have some one day, but I feel like it just changes your life completely. I mean, on top of just having a full, let's say a full-time job, it's, you have a human that you have to take <laughs> care of, you know? It's yeah. it's not easy. You wake up in the middle of the night at 2, 3 a.m., you know, you're like, oh, 2, 3 a.m., well, too bad I'm going to go back to bed. No, it's, you know. And then by the time you're done work or whatever time, you're like, shoot, I didn't really sleep at night. So am I going to choose sleep or am I going to choose the website? Sleep. (laughs) If you're me. See, I'm one of of those people. uh, I, I would probably go with sleep, but I'm one of those people that can run on four hours of sleep even less. Oh, no. Just because my body's used to it. not I'm not saying it's a good thing, Mm. but my body's so used to it that I could potentially do it. How long? For how long? I I don't know. So if you can actually have a kid first, try it out. Let me know. That'd be be
0: dope. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. And I'm surprised it took me 30 minutes. But we're here. Argentina have won a World Cup. So, so I, wait, I'll, 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 say, say I'll, that, say
1: that, say that again. It cut my, my, mic cut.
0: My, Argentina have won a world cup and Lionel Messi has won a world cup. So music to my ears. I, I will just, I'll, I'll just let you go. And I just want to know the okay. feelings from Saudi Arabia up until the final. And then when we get to the final, I, I, I need you to stop, but set the stage for me, please.
1: Look, okay. I was confident. I wasn't arrogant confident because I've supported Argentina for, you know, let's go with 94, 98. So I've seen every possible, I've lived through every possible emotion, right? At one nil, Argentina scores, okay, we're playing well, kind of, we got the goal, I don't care. I'm one of those people where I don't care at a World Cup how we win or how we score, as long as we score, because I've seen Argentina play beautiful football and then just lose. So for me, it's just, you know, get it out of the way, just get the win. So they're leading one nil, we missed a ton of offsides or got a ton of offsides. When Saudi Arabia scored, I won't lie, in my head, I'm like, if Saudi Arabia get another goal in the next five minutes, I don't know how this team's going to react. I don't know how, like, what's going to happen. And then, like, you know, 60 or 90 seconds later, they got the second goal. What a goal. Uh, yeah, honestly, yes. Very, very much so. Uh, I could say that now because, you know, I just didn't want to work for it. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> so no, it was a great goal. It really was a good goal, uh, probably one of the goals of the tournament. And and then after that, I just see Argentina just crossing nonstop inside the penalty area. I'm like, Jesus, this is going to be bad to watch. So team lost, and I did a podcast, uh, and I said, I said out loud, I said, this could either be the greatest thing to happen to Argentina, or this will just completely destroy them. I said, it's one or the other. I don't see another way. Either they come back, and I said if they beat Mexico, they're gonna make the final. And then obviously I'm like, if they don't beat Mexico, they're out. So it's, it's either they're winning, they're making the final, or it's a complete collapse. Mm. So going into the Mexico game, I'm like, shoot, you know, I don't nothing against Mexico. They're just always difficult and just very annoying to play against. Very annoying, and I mean that in, in a respectful way. So when Messi got that goal, I'm like. It wasn't just the goal of, oh, we're going to win a match. or it's a, No, it's like, we're staying in this World Cup. I can't live through another heartache. Enzo Fernandez gets the goal, sigh of relief. And then, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, we need the win against Poland, but Poland doesn't necessarily need the win against us. Like a draw would have been enough, mm. just because of the the way the group was set up. And then we get the goal. It was... Um, I can't, was it Alexis? For, yeah, Alexis got the goal, and McAllister like sixty seconds in, and then Alvarez. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Then when we got to the knockout stages, I'm like, wait a minute, we just avoided France. Like this is this is massive because the way Mbappe was playing and up playing, I did not want to face him. Not not there, anyways. So when we played Australia at 2-0, we're cruising. I'm like, nice, this is a good confidence booster. We've got this going into the next match. Like whoever it's against, it's against the Dutch. They're always difficult as well. And then Australia get a goal, like the massive fluke goal that took a big deflection. And then my heart rate, my resting heart rate went from, I don't know, 55, 60 to like 120. I'm like, oh, this is not it. This is not it. And then...
0: No, I was going to say, who was that one dude that dribbled through basically your whole team? Dude,
1: it was a left back. Australia's <laughs> left back.
0: There was one. That, was, that, was, that might have been the most scary moment for, for Argentina in the tournament. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. Well, but that, time, but, but that, was, that was like, oh, because if, if Australia score and they get it to 2 2, and there's time, because like with. Uh, extra time. Yeah, dude, there's like eight. Bro, there I, don't, was I, don't, I don't know what happens, but that, that, was, that was a scary moment.
1: No there you're, you're telling me. So <laughs> their their left back turns like goes from I don't know more successful back I've ever Martello. seen uh, up until to like he turns into Diego Maradona <laughs> and triples and then Nisandro Martinez makes the clearance. I'm like, okay, thank God. And then literally literally the last kick of the game. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, uh, yo, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mar- Emiliano Martinez makes this point blank save. I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, I think it was like an 18-year-old for Australia.
0: He's the South Sudanese kid that's playing for Could Newcastle. Be. Could oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but it maybe. starts with the G, I think.
1: As soon so, as you said it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he gets the ball, and I'm like, uh oh. It's one of those, like, split-second things where your mind goes from, okay, we're actually going to win this to, holy crap, no, we're actually going to get eliminated. Like, this is going to go from 2-1 to 2-2 to we're going to lose on penalty kicks in, like, a split second. And then Martinez makes the save, and I just kind of, like, sunk in my in my seat. Okay, we, we live to survive another day. And then up against the Dutch, and they were talking – can we – Sorry, can we swear on this? Can I curse or what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. yeah they were talking so much shit. I, honestly, I just wanted to beat them, not just because I wanted to make the semifinals. I wanted to beat them just to shut them up. Like, all of them were talking so much crap. Like, shut up. You've never done anything. Uh, uh, well, that's not true, but still. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, and their coach as well, who I don't like, I never liked because of Riquelme, because he treated me like crap
0: oh wow it's
1: yeah deep. oh yeah that is the hatred well the dislike for him runs deep as a coach not, not, as, a person, not as a person not as a person uh, we get the goal Messi at the time provides the assist of the tournament to Molina mm-hmm. and Molina finishes like I don't know prime Alan Shear or if you want to go with <laughs> Drogba your boy finishes like prime Drogba <laughs> Messi gets a penalty 2-0 I'm like okay we're cruising 2-0 12 minutes left surely they learned their lesson like come on you know Lightning doesn't strike twice, apparently it strikes three times in this tournament. Mm. Uh, Because they bring in someone who I'd never heard of at the time, well, kind of heard of at the time, and then you just knew they were just gonna bomb us with crosses, and then they get the goal. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, Like, just hang on, hang on. And then they get a free kick. And and this is my problem, because this was, like, (laughs) 10 minutes of extra time in that match. Mm -hmm. No. No, even now, despite the fact that Argentina won the World Cup, this is a no. This was never 10 minutes of extra time. You, you're kidding me. And he gives it, like, 10 minutes and 20 seconds. I'm like, oh, come on. Anyways, it's Laos. It's Mateo Laos, the, the referee. They get the free kick, and I'm thinking, oh, boy. Like, my heart is is racing so much. And then they play the pass. I'm just there. Like, please, like everything like, please in the name of everything that's holy please and they score
0: <laughs> and i'm
1: like oh shit because it's so demoralizing we're fans right imagine the players mm-hmm. and it goes to extra time but the issue is when it went to extra time argentina was playing better even though momentum technically or logically should have been on the dutch side argentina played better
0: can I ask can I ask one foundational question here yeah where, where were you watching these games
1: at home I'm so superstitious I you have no idea I watched the match for Saudi Arabia sitting on one couch and then the match against Mexico I sat on the other couch I stayed you sitting rotated on the exact, couch? no 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 I stayed sitting on the exact same couch the exact same way for every <laughs> single match including the final wearing a different Argentina shirt in every single match until the final <laughs> I'm like my superstition runs very deep. You don't even want to know. And we get the extra time. Argentina's playing better. Di Maria comes on, changes the game. Anto Fernandez hits the post in the 120th minute. Yeah. And then we go to ex- to, to penalties, and the best goalkeeper that have ever existed, bar none, uh, makes the two greatest saves in the history of mankind up until that point. <laughs> and <laughs> Argentina in the semifinals.
0: No, no, no. Okay. I feel like the I f***ed you twice thing, yeah. I feel like that was a bit crass. Now, obviously, Netherlands were talking, as you said, cash money shit, yeah. and then they lost. Yeah. However, yeah, Van Hal is like, what, seventy. 776 But he's I'm, always he's always crap. But he's like your, he's like a grandfather. Like of course he's going to talk trash. That's what he does. But, but the point is like if if he wanted to buck back at Martinez he couldn't because Martinez yeah, would he would distract first. Martinez is how what six three six four. No, he's not. He's not gonna put his hands on him. He's not gonna get physical. No, no, no. no, But I'm saying like he can't respond with the same energy to Martinez. So I was like, like at the end of the day, it is a young man yelling at an old, like an actual elder. So All like spirit, cult- love and war. Culturally, I look at that and I'm just like, bro, like you, you can't yell nah, at I your know. elders like that, bro. I That's know, not sure. cool. But if I rob him of age and I like minus and and I subtract all of the context, like, okay, I get it. Like they were talking shit. So like, you can talk shit back, but that visual, I didn't like it. I understood, but I didn't like it.
1: I I get it. No. And I, and I, and I I agree to a certain extent because Mm -hmm. I do get it. Like I'm not the kind that's going to go and start yelling at, you know, someone, especially someone like Van Gael's age. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that in a football game. uh, You know, to a certain degree, I think we all played sports or some sort of, you know, uh, competitiveness. Sometimes it does get the better of you. It is a World Cup. It is a quarterfinal. And Bengal's been that way for years. Like, it's not something new. Like, he talked shit about Riquelme back in 2002. We're <laughs> talking 20 years ago. Like, 20 years ago. At 50 or 50-something. Like, come on. You know, you, you know what I mean? So, I think he knew what he was doing. I think maybe Martinez pushed the envelope just a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. He's 71. He's 71. So, he's not that old. Like yeah, so I think back what I said. Martinez did not push back, did not push the envelope. He did what he <laughs> needed to do. Uh, and nah, again, I, I say it because I just dislike. But see, but also like
0: and I have to give people the credit. Martinez has to be that kind of person in Absolutely. order to do what he does in the shootout. So Absolutely. you don't get one without the other. He Correct. needs that sort of mentality in order to save and feel like he's confident enough to save everything, which is what he does. So you don't get the two saves and the save against Australia and the saves against France without the right. mentality that would and shout at an old man exactly twice.
1: Like, you know. <laughs> he's, yeah, look, it's what makes him what it, how he is or what he is. You know, so, right, right. It's, I, I love him. I love the guy. I can't complain.
0: I find I him very annoying.
1: And he made, but... he made a very good save against Mexico as well off a free kick because that was very well saved. Um, so the semi. So the semi. We get to the semis and I was confident but cautiously, like very cautiously optimistic. Call me naive. I'm, I'm not basing this on anything, but I, just, I kind of had a feeling I don't see Croatia scoring against us. Not because I'm arrogant, not because – no, 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 nothing like that. I looked at them like, who's going to score? You know what I mean? Like, it has to be some weird deflection again, like against Australia or something mm-hmm. must happen.
0: If they had right. Mandzukic or somebody, you would think that's yes. danger. But because it's – who was it Kramerich? Was that there? Kramerich, yeah, I think it was him. Yeah, I think it was <laughs>
1: him. So, you know, and you have Perisic. I'm like, okay, but it's not the same guys because age does get to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same guys from 2018. It's not the same team from 2018.
0: Oh, just, just quick, Roy, can I ask yeah. – how did you feel that you weren't playing – Bar? Uh, I was going to say Barcelona. How, how did you feel that you
1: weren't playing Brazil in the semi? It was Brazil being Brazil. I think the term is chicken shit. Um, <laughs> they knew they didn't want – How did your they,
0: brother feel then? How did your brother and your dad feel? They didn't want none. They knew they didn't want none. I want to smoke. Oh no! It, it was it was your father. That yeah, was your, my dad. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dad, so so no. so you and your brother are the Argentina guys. Yeah.
1: yeah is this yeah.
0: like I, is this is this an
1: in-house revolt against your father? Not even no. My dad grew up during the time of Pele. My brother doing the time of Maradona. So I I guess in that sense it's kind of natural, right? Mm. Uh, like you see Maradona play, like holy crap, you, you know you're gonna support him. You're gonna support. All right. Him, okay. All right.
0: I would just because I've, I've I've had I interviewed. I don't know if you found him on Twitter. He goes, by Nigerian scams with three S's. His name is Tosa. And he said his no. father was a Liverpool fan. So he picked United.
1: United, yeah.
0: Just because he wanted to be against. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just to create household tension, I guess. It's just like yeah. those
1: those kinds of decisions. But it's, anyway. I, I said this. Um, I said this during the like middle of the tournament type of thing when Argentina you know, were over that hump and we're in the knockout stages. I said, there's one team, ultimately I was wrong, but I said, there's one team that I think could knock Brazil out, and that's Argentina. Again, I I was wrong, right? They lost in the penalties against, against Croatia, but for me, not having Brazil in the semis was, as a fan, you want that, but at the same time, as a fan, you're like, you know what, if I could avoid Brazil... I'll avoid them. You know what I mean? No, like, let, let's be realistic, right? Like, yes, you want to play against the best, but hey, if one of the best gets knocked out, who am I to complain? That match, Argentina-Brazil could have been an absolute classic or it could have been a horrible match depending on who the referee would have been.
0: Either either way, though, I just wanted routine. to see it. Yeah. And that they robbed me of that by not being able to make penalties, but, by, yeah. by the goal that they can see. Like, I'm... I'm going to be mad at that, I think, as long as I have memory.
1: Man, Go and... back to if you want to watch that match, go to July 10, 2021. It was even a match at America now. It was a Copa America final. You could watch Argentina versus Brazil. <laughs> it was a great match. Trust me. Take my word. You will not be disappointed. Uh, uh... But it's not my fault. Brazil just were not good enough. No, you know, it is what it is. They already have like their six stars and all. Yes, keep it. Keep it. It's all good. It
0: all right. You. But but yes, so, Croatia was, that might have been your easiest game in all of them.
1: The result, yes. 3-0. Mm. The result, 3-0. Um, Messi had a field day just as he did throughout the entire tournament. Bar Saudi Arabia. Um, and everyone showed up. I cannot remember a single threat on goal by the Croats. I really don't. Not to be arrogant. I just I can't remember one. And Argentina just, they had it. 1-0, 2-0. Nil, nil, you could tell they were cruising. You could mm-hmm. really tell that they were cruising. And at 3-0, that was it. I'm like, okay. I was able to breathe for the last, whatever, 10, 15 minutes. Because that, that was the pattern.
0: And it, yeah. it re it reemerged in the final. But like you guys would go two goals up. And yeah. then
1: choke it, you know. Whoa, choke is such a big word here, Daniel. Squeaky bum? Is that what Ferguson squeaky, would call it? Uh, where... squeaky bum time? Was that? Yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. Look, it was it was difficult. Let's put it that way. It was difficult. That too. There you though.
0: go. You guys made it through. I, I I would like to know your response to or what you did when Messi basically dribbled their whole team, sat Guardiola down, and then fed. I think it was Alvarez. So Alvarez. Like, yeah. What what
1: what was that moment like? Um, do you ever hear a school a schoolgirl scream? You mm-hmm. <laughs> sounded something like that, but a grown man.
0: There we go.
1: So the the, the final, you said that yeah. you didn't
0: want to face France in the round of 16. No. But no, by really. the time you get to the final, how are yeah. you feeling about your chances?
1: I, I was so torn because I knew, like, with all due respect to Morocco, and I love Morocco in this tournament, great run, eliminated Spain and Portugal, uh, two teams I just despise. So good <laughs> on them. But I knew there was no way they were going to beat France. France had the experience overall, and Morocco were a dead team. So when it actually got to France, I looked at them, and I thought, okay, um, you got to play who you got to play. You avoided Brazil, or Brazil avoided you by losing. And this is it. How did I feel? I felt a lot of the time, and maybe the same can be said about Argentina, but I just felt I watched all of France's games, and I thought – Griezmann and Mbappe, those are the two guys that you gotta shut down. Much easier said than done. Much easier said than done. I knew our center backs could take care of Giroud. I knew it and they did Uh, very, very easily. We were substituted. So in my head, I'm like, if you nullify Griezmann, which is, again, easier said than done, you just gotta maintain and handle Mbappe. And Argentina played them off the pitch for 80 minutes. It wasn't even... Uh, it was no contest. for If only the game minutes. was 80 minutes long, right? Yeah. And it, <laughs> it, it it produced... And I don't think I'm I really don't think I'm biased. It produced, at least in my lifetime, the greatest, not only World Cup final, but one of the greatest football matches I have ever seen. Could you
0: appreciate that in the moment? Like when Mbappe went off in those two minutes and then the I second died. goal... Bro, no, I, was, I I screamed like the the yeah. maybe the same scream that you let out for Croatia. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it was just it was beautiful. It was it was why we watch football and and why the World Cup is what mm-hmm. it is. But I in the moment, I'm sure you couldn't appreciate the scale of what was happening. I'm sure it just felt like you, not not death, but
1: just worse. Like, uh, you know. No, I the feeling I had when Mbappe scored the second was I can't believe this went from two nil to two two. That was number one, obviously, number one. Number two, because I thought about exactly what you just said. And I said, this, I don't care. I just want to win. I'm like, Argentina have been on the end of so many memorable games that they have ended up losing. And it means nothing. I can't go back and enjoy them. You honestly think I'm going to go back and and watch Argentina versus France 4-3 from 2018? Hell no. (laughs) Greatest game at the World Cup, hands down, not even close. I'm not going to go back and watch it. Why am I going to go watch that? You honestly think I'm going to go back and watch this game if Argentina lose? Hell no, that's not happening. So in my head, i like, I just win. I don't care what happens. I don't care about this is a great game. And oh my God, Argentina played so well. Oh, so unlucky. And no, 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 no. Not at this point. Not at this level. Hell no. Uh, <laughs> afterwards, absolutely. could fully, fully appreciate it. But at the time, no. And And look, it's... She score three goals in a World Cup final, that's that's something.
0: Extra time. Mm-hmm. Messi scores yeah. what would have been. Yeah. And maybe, no, it, it isn't because it wasn't the winning goal. But yeah. this would have wrapped up every and any debate, perhaps, of all time. If Messi scores the game-winning goal in extra time in a World Cup, there might not be any debate. I've always said, and, and we talked about this yeah, a, a few months ago, but there, there is no debate between him and Ronaldo. It's a manufactured debate. And if, if we're talking about football quality, if you want to talk about the marketing and all of that stuff, okay, you sure. can have a conversation. But in terms of what a player can do with the ball at their feet, the level of consistency, et cetera, Messi has always been the better football. Yep. I, I don't think that's a debate. What there is a debate about, though, is one guy has scored more goals in international football than anybody else. He's won five Champions Leagues, blah, blah, blah. The only thing he doesn't have is a World Cup, but the same could be said for Messi. Mm-hmm. If Messi scores the game-winning goal, I don't think even Ronaldo fans would have a leg to stand on. I don't. I still don't think they should have one now. But that would have just been the, <sighs> the ultimate death the nail. Key. Yeah, and like you would look at Pele. Do you have a World Cup winning goal? I mean, you might have World Cup winning goals. <laughs> Mar- 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 Maradona, do you have a World Cup? No, like he even even in that debate, if he wins it three two with that one, yeah. I mean, but, that, that that's different. Mm-hmm. But then Mbappe would just like, not today.
1: Well, it was a penalty for Mbappe, and then that's difficult, right? And he's especially considering the fact that he's the one that won the penalty. But, see, you bring up a great point. Let's say let's say Messi scores – sorry, let's say Messi's goal stands as mm-hmm. the winning goal, right? Drama-wise, absolutely. It's like, holy crap, Messi scored the winning goal. Like, that's it. You can't say anything. Scoring the winning goal? If this was 2002, this is golden goal, that's it. Argentina wins the World Wow. I never thought about that, bro.
0: Yeah. I've, I've always advocated for the golden goal, bro. Always. I hate uh, when they got – like, the, the silver goal was stupid. That was dumb. But the yeah, golden was, goal. Yeah. Bring that it, back, man. Like, the, the – what was it? Trezeguet the, against Italy? Yeah, bring 2000. That back. Euro 2000. Euro yeah,
1: bring yeah, that back. That. I, that. I
0: want that back. But go ahead. Sorry, sorry. sorry. It's,
1: no, 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 no. All good, all good. So, you know, let's say Messi scores the goal. It's like, wow, okay. But let's say – let's say, and we can say that now because Argentina are world champions – but Messi, or you know what, let's use Mbappe, okay? Let's, let's say Messi scored the three goals like Mbappe did, okay? Mbappe could not have possibly done any more in that match. Scored three goals, scored his penalty. Let's say Messi does the same. Argentina lose the penalty kicks, all right? Mm. Hugo Lloris actually does something useful for his team in a penalty <laughs> shootout and saves a penalty, let's say. Does it make Messi any less of the greatest of all time because his goalkeeper couldn't make a save or because his teammate missed a, a penalty kick?
0: Like, no, but yes, because, because but he, scored, but he scored
1: three goals, including a fourth in the penalties.
0: But ultimately, people are judged on, on what they win, not but, just how it happens, but if they win. I so I the performance, it was great. And I think it does stifle to an extent the credit one could give Messi if they wanted to. And and, and my friend Half Hope has, has, has been on this campaign that yeah. that final was ultimately Mbappe's final but I, oh, I always look at it like no. you have to you have to win in yeah. order to make these things valid yeah messi had to win it he did, and he, and, but, but but he did and he did and, and he did and 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 he scored what two penalties he scored two goals no, hey, so, hey don't disrespect the goal like that he, well yeah he scored two penalties and well, no, no 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 i'm 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 saying that as a credit because there oh, were right, questions right. before about can he make penalties is he good right. at penalties yeah. all yeah, of these true. things yeah I mean, obviously, it's against Laris. It's not against Martinez. Like, I feel like Mbappe's goal were harder <laughs> because, like, you're going up against like a man Martinez, mountain. Yeah. But winning does something to a performance that. Sure. Oh, so, 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 for instance, um, yesterday there was a, a college kid, Imani Bates. He scored like 40 points in a college game. His team lost. I look wow. at it like, yeah, like yeah, you had a great performance individually. But your team lost, but your team lost. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, you dropped 40, but. It's an L still.
1: It is. So I get what you mean totally. And I understand the narrative, right, of, oh, well, Messi scored three goals, including a fourth, and Argentina don't win the World Cup. Well, ultimately, yes, it is an L. Individually, is there something he could have done more? No. But the critics will always use it that way right? mm-hmm. or will always see it that way. So I I fully understand. And going back to the original, you know, comment slash question of, like, man, imagine if he would have scored the winning goal itself. Yes, it would have completely sealed the debate, even though, in my opinion, it was sealed a while back. And it's still sealed now, especially Mm -hmm. after the World Cup.
0: All right. So Mbappe scores his second penalty. Oh, gosh. And before we get to penalties, the Mwani chance.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I had. He he could have squared it to Mbappe. And if Mbappe scores four goals.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. I would not be here talking to you right now.
0: Oh, I, I would have asked whether you accept or not is its own thing. Um, but yeah, that would have been nuts. But
1: yeah.
0: Martinez, again, he came Massive. up huge the whole tournament.
1: He saved the world. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the way I see it. Save the world. Uh, I had so many flashbacks in that, again, in that split second of Kolumani gets the ball. Like his right foot's about to make contact with it. I had flashbacks of Mario Goetze in 2014, and I had flashbacks of Rodrigo Palacio in 2014 in extra time. Like, those two instances in a split second, and I'm like, not again, not again. And then he made the save, and I don't know how many times you've watched that save. I've I've got it, like, engraved in my brain. But he makes, yeah, he makes the save, and it's clear, like, it touches an Argentine, and it's cleared, because if it's not, it falls back to a French player inside the penalty area and that mm-hmm. would have been a goal. So in that instance, when he made that save, I'm like, this is it. Argentina winning the World Cup. I'm not joking.
0: Everyone felt that way. If it gets to penalties, Argentina will win because of Martinez. And if yeah. you know football, Lloris isn't gonna do much. No, he's not. now but if you look at the because if you look at the quality of Argentina's penalties, they weren't great. Messi's penalty wasn't oh. that great.
1: Messi's Messi's penalty was different, and I'm not saying it because it's Messi, but we saw it against the Dutch too. He he waited; it was very strategic. His penalty was very strategic because he mm -hmm. waited for Lloris, so he gambled on Lloris moving. He mm -hmm. gambled on it to do that. I
0: I felt the only good penalty that you guys took was Montiel's, like the winning penalty.
1: Yeah. The other three, he's great at them. eh. Paredes, I think. Look, Paredes, if you look at his penalty (laughs) record, (laughs) it was it was it was a great. It, that one, I really think if you go back and watch it, it was his left foot. I think he just kind of slips as he's kicking it. Mm-hmm. Loris gets a hand to it. Loris being Loris and the Tottenham in him. God bless Tottenham Hotspur for signing him. He doesn't make that save.
0: Who was, I the was, what was, on, it, was it? Was it Enzo? Was he the no, well, Dibala no, was Dibala. Dibala Dy- went, yeah, went down, down the I middle.
1: Yeah, Dibala. Dibala died <laughs> because if Loris is like half an inch taller, it touches his toe and it goes out. <laughs> Gotta love you uh, guys Best French player of all time, bar none. <laughs> Kylian Mbappe, Zinedine Zidane, Michel Platini, uh, whoever you want to use. Thierry Henry, about them. Thierry on, Henry uh, whoever. Uh, Thierry Deschamps. They uh, say it doesn't matter. These guys are nothing. This is the, goat, the living goat right here.
0: The living goat. The living goat. So, Montiel steps up. Mm-hmm. His penalty hits the back of the net. Do yeah. you remember what you did? Or is
1: it a blur? Yeah. No, Not I remember. I stayed sitting down. The ball hit the back of the net. And I knew as he was walking to take the penalty, I knew if he scores, that's it, right? They win. Mm -hmm. The ball hits the back of the net. And for like a second, I just froze. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, this is it, right? Like, they won. I'm not joking. I'm like, this is it. They won, right? And then I'm watching, and then I see Montel take his shirt off and crying. I'm like, holy shit, They, they won. They won. And I just, I put my hands on my face there may have been a, a tear or two, uh,
0: like <laughs> right
1: away. I, I didn't watch the celebrations. I was just crying. I watched the celebrations later that night, like live, the first five minutes. Uh, no, I, I didn't see anything. Uh, wow. I didn't see what any of the celebrations were. I was crying. Uh, I was on the phone, uh, more crying. And then after that, like five minutes later, when I'm like, wait a minute. There's, they still got to lift the World Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh and then that's when I, I woke up and I'm holy crap. This,
0: this so happened. four years ago, five years ago, at this point, mm-hmm. we had a conversation yeah. about whether or not Messi needed to win the World Cup in order to validate himself. And you've always said, and you even maintained just a few seconds ago, that he—I don't think he needed to win it. But now that he has won it, yeah. And the and the emotions that you went through, that the team went through, <sighs> that Argentina, like all the millions of people who are who are in uh, Buenos Aires, just. In the, yeah. in the freeways, it looked nuts. Yeah. I was like, are we, are we sure those bridges are safe? Have you had to recalibrate what a World Cup win actually means and does and validates to a particular person or country?
1: Uh, man, that's a good question. I've And you're right. I've always maintained the narrative of he doesn't need it. And I, I still maintain the fact that he doesn't need it, right? Especially considering the World Cup that he had. Now, having it obviously doesn't hurt, right? It doesn't hurt at all. Um, and it goes back to the general narrative of does he need it, does he not, and uh, obviously he does need it in the general sense of of the word, right? Um, Like, oh, he he won the World Cup, that's it, he joins Maradona, uh, Pelé, and and everyone else, all the greats. Mm -hmm. Um, What it actually means, it wasn't until, honestly speaking, a couple of days later where I was re-watching the match for the eighth time and every single time, my heart rate still race, like still races at certain moments. But I'm watching the match. I'm like, I'm like, holy crap! Like he actually did it, and Argentina actually did it. Like these mm-hmm. guys that four years ago were done and dusted. It was a completely different team. Um, and then I saw the joy, and I, you know, social media being what it is, you can see what everyone's up to these days. And then I go. And it's like a week later, or two, three weeks later. And players are still posting pictures with the World Cup <laughs> celebrating. I'm like, shit, these guys get it. Like, these yeah. guys, I'm you know, they're just like us. They, they get it. So I understand it more now. I didn't think, I knew it would be massive. Uh, not specifically just for Messi and his legacy, but overall for Argentina, for the people, for the fans, for the team. I knew it would be massive. And I knew it would be, again, massive, massive. But I didn't know to what extent. Um I had a feeling especially after winning the Copa America. But the World Cup now, is it's a different animal, man. And Mm. now it's kind of like, well, F you guys. No one could say anything, so go home.
0: Wouldn't the comment be, Messi didn't need it, but you needed it? That, uh, like
1: For like, my sanity, yes, because I couldn't exactly. take another heartbreak. Because see, I couldn't I have, take another heartbreak.
0: You see, have, Messi's career will speak for itself, of and course. and and the videotape speaks for itself. Even if he if you took if you took Barcelona, PSG, Argentina off, you just watched him play. It speaks for for itself. However, once you start adding these narratives and all of these different things, maybe Messi doesn't need it. Yeah. Argentina fans, people who rep Messi, like you guys, needed yeah. that.
1: Uh. I get what you mean. I get what you and I understand what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly speaking, for for me, I didn't need it because I I like oh and Messi needs it. I needed it because of Argentina because yeah. as a fan because as a fan I like I suffered a lot as a fan, so I could only imagine how it was for the players and the previous generation as well. So them winning it wasn't just like oh wow like yes that's something. It was no. It was finally like the players and the previous players get to enjoy it. So I think I didn't need it, as weird as this sounds. Like, I needed it for the joy, right? The access you've seen my team win. That, that pure nirvana, we're not even, you know. But it was more of a, this team needs it because they deserve it. It wasn't, this is never a, and I'm very, um, I, I, I try and separate myself as a fan from the team, right? Because I, I don't need a trophy, To validate anything. I support this team no matter what. Whether Argentina win or not, I'm going to support them. So I don't care what someone thinks about me. Like, haha, you support a team that hasn't won a World Cup? Yeah, I don't care. Like, honestly speaking, it's not for me. I don't think that way. Others might. I don't. Is it great to gloat about it? Absolutely. Am I going to gloat about it until I die? A thousand percent. Uh, Am I probably going to gloat about it and tweet about it after we're done recording? Of course, safe bet. (laughs) But, but I would still would have supported the team no matter what, even without the one.
0: Okay. I lied. I have, I have two other questions and they're, they're quick ones. How did you feel about Aguero showing up?
1: Oh man. Uh, Fully deserved. Honestly speaking, fully deserved. Uh, He deserves it as much as Di Maria, as much as Aguero, he was there through all the heartbreaks. And had he not had his condition, he would have been on this team. So, no, he he deserves it. Good for him. I was very happy to see him.
0: And you you told me a few months ago that even if we do win it, people will come up with excuses. As someone who runs, obviously, an Argentina website, who's fairly popular on, on football Twitter as being someone who will tweet about Argentina mess, et cetera. Have you seen arguments detracting from this? Are they in? Are they in massive uh, volume? Like, is, is it annoying yeah. or or has it kind of died down?
1: It it was never annoying to be very honest. It, after winning the World Cup, never annoying. because I see it and I would laugh. I'm like, wow, you guys are really like okay. Uh, it, it was yeah. The, it was the same argument of oh, it was rigged for Argentina. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like what? I look. I don't. Uh, uh, what? Are you saying like, it was rigged? Kolumani purposely missed that. Like, it was it was rigged. Chuameni missed it on purpose. Coleman missed it on purpose. You're right. In what universe was this rigged? I don't understand. Uh, especially when you look at some of the refereeing calls. Uh, I'm not saying Argentina got favorable calls or had a lot of calls against them, but just the overall refereeing for Argentina was like decent. There wasn't anything in their favor nor anything against it. Putting the Netherlands match aside because I was just atrocious throughout. But like what are you talking about? How was this rigged? That, that was the main argument that I had. And the first time I, I read it, that was my reaction, and then I just started laughing. Like, okay, you guys are really like you need to go touch grass or something. <laughs> like, wow, okay.
0: Yeah, I just I just can't imagine the amount of stuff that you saw in, in your oh, comments. Man, but... I,
1: I don't we spoke about this last time. I don't reply to them. Not for anything, just for my own sanity. Like I don't mm. uh, there's something I, I i heard a while back it's never and all due respect to everybody obviously but never argue with a stupid person because when you argue with someone at that level they will bring you down to their level and beat you with experience so i never tend to argue with people like them okay you do do you buddy you do you
0: there oh. there what are the two sayings there's there's one saying that's never argue with the fool because from a distance, people yeah. can't tell who's who. That's one. Right, that's good. And, good. Then, and then what's the other one is, it's not a problem if a dog howls at the moon, it's a problem if the moon howls, howl's back. back. Yes, yes. So, you Very know. True. So, yeah, yeah, that's 100%. So here we go. The quick fire round. Are you ready? Let's do it. What's your favorite skill move? Let's go with croqueta, croqueta. Croqueta, okay, okay. Croqueta.
1: Uh, the last good documentary you watched. The last documentary I watched was—I'm not saying it was good, but it was decent. It was the um, Epstein one on Netflix. Oh, so. I haven't
0: yeah. seen
1: it. Yeah, uh, the last good one was—it was one about World War II. I can't remember the name just yet. Uh, I think it was Downfall or something. I can't remember, but it was one about World War II.
0: The time football has made you the most sad.
1: July 13,
0: thousand fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> <Cool. laughs> Uh, the time football made you the most happy.
1: Are you serious? Go for it. You, I think we know. <laughs> December eighteenth. <18th.
0: laughs> when I wrote these questions, I knew the answers, but I was like, "I'm just yeah. gonna let him."
1: I'm that, that I'm, look, uh, well, Argentina side. Argentina side. Um. Honestly, and you're you're not gonna like this. Barcelona, Chelsea, Stamford Bridge.
0: I get it. I mean, you cheated, but I get it. Um. What? And- <laughs> Anyways.
1: Anyways, Anelka <laughs> dive. Anybody
0: into anyways? Uh, no, Anelka, stop it! You, <laughs> you, you, you cannot win that debate. Stop. it. Of course, it. I could. With with VAR, you, uh, the the time football made you the most angry. Oh, that's my oh, answer. Man. But you know,
1: uh, most angry, most angry, Messi leaving Barcelona.
0: Oh wow, that's yeah. a, see, that's, um, a, see. i I've, I've I've I learned the first time I asked this question that I have to split sadness and anger. Yeah. And I have to put happy in the middle. Right. That way, it kind of separates the emotions. But yeah. um, d- okay, I, but then, I like this question. And I go oh, go, go go for it. Go for no, it. I was gonna say that
1: that's just like Argentina side. I'm, I'm trying trying to to answer Argentina for everything. But, mm. Yeah, that one.
0: I, I have. I think I have one more Argentina question. So this one I stole from Carl. So shout out to Carl. Dead or alive, right? Mm-hmm. You we're we're making a music festival. So right. I need your headline acts. For Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, you can bring anybody back. Ooh, but I, but I need three headliners.
1: Three headliners, soccer related? You mean or just no, 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 no. Oh, actual, actual music, music, actual music. Okay, okay, actual music. Um, Friday, uh, Michael Jackson. Like which era are we getting? Are
0: we getting like Thriller, Off the Wall? Uh, thriller.
1: Let's okay. go. With thriller. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll go. Thriller. Um, thriller for for Friday, Saturday. Is going to be um Chris Cornell for Saturday.
0: Is that Chris, Soundgarden?
1: Yeah. Okay. Chris Cornell on Saturday. Uh, just because his vocals are absolutely incredible. And Sunday Eminem. I'm the biggest stan you will ever meet in your entire life.
0: <laughs> that's a debate for another day.
1: Um, yeah, uh, it, uh, but, I, I tried to pick three different genres. Uh, that's maybe why it, took me, oh, it cool. took me that long for the second one. That's why.
0: Uh, A country you haven't been to that you'd like to visit.
1: Um, I'm lucky I'm fortunate enough to have visited uh, enough countries in my life I would go with I'm thinking well, Italy Your house is on fire
0: you can only grab three things Ooh. What are you grabbing?
1: All right um, all my Argentina shirts that's one <laughs> They're in one box they're in one box okay they're in one box Passport two They mm-hmm. I need that to travel Okay, well passport aside, let's say. Uh I have some kid. Uh, I was gonna say some chi- childhood uh toys. Mm-hmm. If that, that's kind of weird though, I know, but uh they have a meaning for me. Childhood toys, man, I don't know. I'm so I'm shit at this. Oh my god. No, 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 I feel like passport is a good answer though. A yeah, passport, we'll go with passport. Yeah, yeah we'll go with passport
0: is like So you know you protect your childhood, you protect your Argentina shirts, and then I, you can go wherever you want. Exactly. And my passport. You can't say Maradona, all right, and you can't say Messi. Okay. Top five Argentina players, and and they don't have to be in order.
1: Uh, I've seen, like I've seen live, like in, my, in, my, in yeah, my lifetime? Yeah, yeah, Life, okay. lifetime, lifetime. Lifetime, okay, okay. Uh, Gabriel Batistuta, Juan Román Canme Pablo Aymar, Javier Zanetti. We'll go with uh, Hernán Crespo. Without getting sentimental and saying like Miano Martinez and stuff like that, <laughs> uh, I, I went with more of some of the classics. Those five.
0: And I don't know why I wrote this down. What
1: is here? Go your for favorite,
0: it. your favorite sport that isn't football?
1: Wrestling. Wrestling, like WWE. WWE. Yeah, die hard since I was a kid. <laughs> I'm a ch- I'm a, I'm a, was it? I'm a closet wrestling fan. Although Who's... not that closet, but a closet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who's your favorite wrestler then?
1: Well, my favorite wrestler follows me on Twitter. Uh, the Undertaker. The Undertaker. Okay. Yeah.
0: I was. I never got into wrestling once I found yeah. out it was fake. Like. Well, yeah. It,
1: it's it's scripted, right? It's scripted. But wrestling aside, uh, if I had to say, probably tennis. Okay. Although I'm massively into track and field, but if we're talking just like main like you know sports sports that we watch on TV, if it's not track and field, uh, tennis.
0: You know? All right, and last last, do you have anything coming out that the people should know about?
1: Uh, yeah, we got, um, working on some series on, uh, YouTube. So YouTube, it's the Mundo Albi Celeste YouTube channel, uh, working on a couple of, uh, I'm working on two series, uh, for that. One is uh, regarding, uh, like player profiles mm-hmm. and uh, one is actually everything current, not specifically in terms of the Argentina national team, but the players. So this is going to be either a weekly thing or a bi-weekly thing. Like, end of the week or every two weeks, like, hey, here's what's going on with our players, you know, in the past two weeks, let's say. And then the cool. player profiles, previous players, yeah.
0: All, all the links to Roy, the YouTube channel, Twitter page, Muda Abi Celeste will be in the description. So go check them out. Really good sources if you want to know what's, what's up with Argentina. So, Roy, I thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it.
1: Uh, thanks, Daniel. Pleasure was all mine anytime. And uh, I love, love chatting with you. It's always fun. Appreciate it. Peace, thanks.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.